0: Yo fam, TulipTreeGardensCO.com. Have you guys gone to that website? Because you need to. Their CBD lines right now continue to evolve as this company. Continues to innovate some of the finest CBD blends out there right now. 1,650 milligrams of CBN? Huh? You having trouble going to sleep at night? Let's get some of that. Hey, you got some pain and inflammation? How about we go with a 5,000 milligram CBD blend, 2,500 milligrams of full spectrum CBD, and 2,500 milligrams of CBG, the mother cannabinoid? This is what we're talking about at Tulip Tree Gardens. I just spent the weekend out in Illinois with Rachel, Jesse, and the family. I've seen the whole operation. I've seen every aspect of it, and it is fantastic. TulipTreeGardensCO.com. Make sure you use the promo code ACME10 for 10% off on all their CBD and all their unique gifts online. Check them out. TulipTreeGardensCO.com. Support those that support the show. All right, let's light this baby up. acme Hey, on top of the morning, everybody. Thanks for joining the Nose and the Boomer, a.k.a. Between Two Erics, a.k.a. the Acme Army Podcast. Appreciate you all listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Share liking like it with a friend. giving it out there. spreading the word. We're loving what we're doing, and today is no different. Zero to 17. How you like them apples?
1: Let's get that time. Hey.
0: Buddy, how about them, pack? Yeah, buddy. It is a victory Tuesday, and it doesn't get any better than this one, Eric. I mean, this is a game we got so much to talk about. I want to say uh, thanks to everybody out there who listened to the last episode with Mel and Andy. Had a lot of fun talking with those guys out there. What do you think about them guys, huh, Eric?
2: Love them both. What delightful additions they are to uh, our podcast and how fortunate we are to have them as friends. Yeah, 100%. without doubt. You know, and as long as we're talking about things of a personal nature, um, I think I'd just like to take a minute and maybe uh, say a little prayer or something, Uh, I'm not quite sure what's appropriate here. Um, But I just just listened to Pete Carroll. Talk about how the Wafuese, the We screwed him. And I'm like, you know, first of all, in this series, between these two teams, to have the balls to come and talk about bad officiating. Yeah, yeah. Whatever.
0: Yeah, that was crazy. um What a ridiculous excuse for what our team did to their offense um and really what we did to their defense. And... Man, oh man, we got a lot to talk about, Eric. So let's get into this. But first of all, I want to thank everybody out there again for listening to the last episode. That was 125 with Andy Fox and uh, Mel down in Australia. Uh, miss you guys already. We'll talk soon later this week. And um, hey, we got a great, great thing happening on Twitter. And I need to address this because after the game, you know, Eric, we have uh, when we started this podcast. You know, one of the first fifty episodes was just you know who do we get in here and who are the great people on Twitter. And uh, I came across no other than uh, Jamie, no last name, Jamie Cheese, but uh, the queen of Twitter. She's fantastic, but she has a little Twitter Hangout going on, and that uh, I forget what it's called on Twitter. You all know about it, but. After the games, her and her co-host, Andy, do a great job just getting Packer fans together on Twitter. And uh, it's all voice. You know, you can listen to the chat. Um, you can you, you can put your two cents in on there. You can start discussions. But I uh, just want to give a big shout out to Jamie and to Andy. That's a great thing you guys are doing. And a lot of fun to hang out with you guys after the game and listen to everybody's discussion. I appreciate you guys letting me chime in for a couple times. Although I did not know the etiquette, I do know now. I will raise my hand next time I'm in your room. 100% but hey let's get on to this game Eric Seattle whew. Big fat goose egg Lost 0-17 uh, I don't even know where to begin But I think we have to Really talk about What our defense did To the Seattle Seahawks
2: Yeah where do you start Where do you start our, our, Let's just start in the back and work forward Yeah, The secondary was Absolutely outstanding um, we do have the best pair of safeties in the NFL. Savage and Amos were all over the place. Amos had a shot at three picks. I and should he have might, had two for sure. Probably three. My 2020
0: um, MVP defensive MVP is just. Uh, oh, he's looking, he's looking great.
2: And and Savage Savage, you know, using that four three six to get there to yeah. get there. Do his responsibility. When that changes, you got to get there, and he gets there. So those two outstanding. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about essentially we had three guys playing two cornerback positions. Yep. You had a rotation uh with, with Douglas, uh, excuse me, and Kevin King, both of whom I thought played outstanding football. Mm-hmm. Uh Stokes on the other side, yeah. You know, Wilson tried him four times, came up with goose eggs. Uh, it was really, really nice to watch. Goodness gracious, uh, I, I, you know, Chad and Sullivan had his moments as well. Uh, the, the secondary played their most, to me, to my mind, and I guess that's easy to say when you shut somebody out, but their most complete game of the year, mm-hmm. um, and, and that was just fantastic. Yeah. So do you want to go to the middle and uh, start working more way towards the
0: football here? Um, you know, I, I just have to talk about just what you did. I mean, the recovery speed that we're seeing from – Savage this year on plays is is all about the speed that he came in as advertised out of Maryland, you know. And we saw it in flashes, but right now his consistency is through the roof. I'm excited about him. Uh, But secondly, Adrian Amos is oh my god! I got to tell you guys about this dream I had last night. Oh, dude! (laughs) Oh my god! The 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 I woke up with so much stress this morning. I got to. I mean. Holy shit. So the dream that I had was I was the financial guy for the Green Bay Packers. And I had in a room with me Aaron Rodgers, Amos, Campbell, uh, Kenny Clark was in there like giving me his two cents. And we had to dare, all these guys we had to sign and, I, and they're all looking at me. And as I'm saying who we have to extend and who has to sacrifice, they're leaving the room in front of us. And I'm like getting like team leaders that are <laughs> leaving the room, dude. It was so much stress, but it just, uh, it comes to the the, the the point of what I was thinking about when I was watching the game again last night was, so this is the third time I've watched the game and I'm on my iPad. And, and because I was anticipating the Amos interceptions uh, and attempts there, I, I was focusing on him a lot and we cannot talk about him and the price that we paid to get him from the Chicago Bears and what he has meant to us. Oh, the stress I had last night was just crazy. What a job that guy's got, Russ Ball. Yeah, two things real quick. To have to put this puzzle together.
2: Wow. I was just going to say, you talk about the Chicago Bears and the trade of sorts that we made, and the, the two words I have to say to
0: that are, (laughs) Ha
1: ha. Clinton Dix.
2: (laughs) And second of all, we never, never want to bypass an opportunity to give a shout out and a thanks to our sponsors at Tulip Tree Gardens because people (laughs) that are listening right now, their products will allow you to have dreams like Eric had last night. <laughs> so get
0: after them. Uh, get that Delta 8. Uh, promo code ACME10, people. Careful with Delta. Delta is not a good word these days. <laughs> TulipTreeGardenCO.com. Love those guys. But hey, uh, yeah, a lot of panic. But um, I mean, in Jair, we, we're doing this without Jair Alexander. And people have talked about that. We've talked about that. But we really got to, think about what this means to our team right now and what the value not just Eric Stokes is getting but Kevin King has turned a whole new corner in the world Eric I don't know what he drinks in the morning right now if it's a kale smoothie or if you went back to the straight old Wheaties I don't know what he's doing but it's working um what are your thoughts on him
2: uh, well I just think that uh, he's back he's healthy you know he's one of these kind of thoroughbreds that uh when they're healthy they go and when they're a little nicked up they make more mistakes and i guess that's probably about as cheesy an answer as i can come mm-hmm. up with on the spot but i certainly appreciate the uh, the contributions he's made particularly in the last two weeks um yeah really really good yeah wrapping up i mean you know what he did against arizona um what he did against uh what he did get again what he did
0: ah, did against tyreek hill last week mm-hmm.
2: i mean otherworldly stuff from a guy yeah. Who we think is a lot of times just a guy.
0: Well, we, you know, it's, it's time that we uh, throw out those big apologies because uh, at some point you got to man up people and say, Hey, I was wrong on Kevin King. And it, it, again, it goes back to our front office, what they saw. And then you combine that with what Joe Barry has in mind for this defense. And, you know, I'll let the smarter people in the world break that down, but it just flows so well. We're tackling, um, we have to talk about Dean Lowry as well as needing an apology from us because the guy was you know moving the pocket and making his presence felt throughout that game. Really just incredible.
2: Absolutely, and and you and I talked about this as two of those tour guys that we weren't going to be surprised weren't backers this year were Dean Lowry and Kevin King. Yep. And what we talked about at the time, why they're still here, uh, before the season, was that Joe Barry saw something in them in terms of a fit for his system. Uh and and, and they're both both playing very good ball. Dean Lowry's been a wrecking crew as well, as well lately. Mm-hmm. Um wow. Good stuff. You definitely. know <laughs> that that hold that hold that really wasn't a hold, but he knocked that dude over so fast and so hard that his momentum rolled him on top and it looked to an official like he was being pulled. <laughs>
0: He just blew that dude up. Oh, yeah. Our defense right now, Eric, is ranked third in the NFL. That's for points, four, and and yards. Number three. Let me just tell you this real quick, because this is something that really is what you – this is why good defenses win championships. We were talking about last year having the number one offense and our defense not being able to hold hold a candle to – what you need for a championship team there, big errors, big gaps. When you have an offense now that's ranked 19th and 20th in points and yards in the NFL, and your defense is three in week 10, it's amazing. The biggest stat, though, that I, that I just teased, the average drive for the opponents is two minutes and 55 seconds. That's the break that your defense gets on the field, off the field plus timeouts whatever but 2 minutes 55 6.4 plays is the average drive 31.7 yards
2: Huh? Yeah, that's fantastic. I that's, I'd, it, I'd love to see the time of possession over the last 3 weeks. Yeah. Um just just killing it. And and we're doing it without our offense. You know, what we've seen essentially this year mm-hmm. is not our offense. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I'm Anticipating that we're going to round into that direction, but you know the damn injury bug keeps keeps biting. You know, oh. Um ye- ye- one thing I want before we get into the offensive side, I just want to circle back a little bit to the other guy that I really uh, we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, but that's Devondre Campbell mm-hmm. and the job he did spying Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. um, and, and and just keeping that middle the way it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Love the kid. What a find. Another shout out to Gudekunz for bringing in a guy who is just a guy that nobody wanted, and and look at him now, look yeah. at him now, he's a yeah. Pro Bowler. Yeah.
0: Well, the Packers are ninth in the NFL with 24 sacks. Rashawn Gary, five point five sacks on the season. Hyperextended his elbow. That's one big injury that uh, you know he's going to have an MRI later on today and. He's the kind of guy that's already said if he can throw a brace on there and it works, man, I'm playing on Sunday. So love to see that. We're going to need him against the Vikings. This is a game that is not one of those games we can sleep on at all.
2: Um, hey, let me ask you this while, while we're talking about that the outside linebackers. So Ladarius Hamilton was let go last mm-hmm. week which seemed at the time like hey maybe this is a this is kind of a, an indication that maybe zadarius might be back sooner than later doesn't appear to be that case we have typical a on the practice squad yeah and jonathan garvin you know you got burks who's going to probably do a couple of snaps in there but we we, we like him the way he's been used. Yeah. Uh, another great example of Joe Barry getting the most out of players that we had. Oren Burks has had a very very nice year as 100%, well. 100%, yeah. Um so what are we, what are we going to do at, at outside linebacker?
0: Well, uh, I think the biggest thing with Merciless being out now for the year as well. That's a big blow. God damn Goody did a great job this year just bringing in people, you know. Um
2: That's three of our top 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's that's, a big one too because what he only had one sack. All right. He had one sack last week. He's on, he's on the, in the record books for the Packers, whether he plays another snap force or not, is having a sack. But what he did from a pressure and a veteran standpoint, you could just tell when he was out there, it was different. Uh, he wasn't lost. Like Jalen Smith was out there coming from a new team and a new defense, everything else he knew his responsibilities and, and move the pocket. Like, again, you cannot say enough about what you did not see. If you're just looking at the stats and saying, look at the pocket he was trying to throw out of a couple plays he had some time but Russell Wilson was not comfortable in that pocket he had pressure coming that pocket was collapsing and everybody along the line did a great job it was uh it was fantastic
2: yeah that's a <clears throat> that's a tough nut you know and if that if that bicep doesn't tear that's sack number two mm-hmm. um he, he's got him his his arm goes as he's going to be sacking Russell Wilson. I don't yeah. know if it was the the you know Russell Wilson's twist or whatever he did to to try to get away that that ruptured that but goodness gracious he was he was finally looking like like uh he was at home in our defense and like you said I mean just playing playing real man real man football. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. All right, let's Big switch loss. over to this. Let's switch over to this offense because so, we got to talk about a couple of the uh, shout outs. The UK Packers group and our boy uh, uh, Murph and Nick from the Unpacked Packers podcast, they were a part of the gang that cruised over from the UK. They were vlogging their uh, journey through Heathrow and in and, uh, and, and Chicago, and it was it was just a great follow. But all these great UK Packer fans, I believe about 50 of them, ended up going to the Packer game. They started off Saturday at the Badger game, and uh, hey guys, just just follow the hashtags on Twitter. It was a uh, it's, it's a great follow. But they went, had a great time on Saturday, right? They got to see what Leo Chanel was all about, and um, and then Sunday you have a half, and the headlines in Twitter is how boring this game is, you know. A three nothing game. We see Mason and our special teams take a big dump on the field, big hot steaming dump in the middle of snowy tundra, and uh, and you get thinking, you know, are these guys who traveled thousands of miles enjoying the game? And I gotta tell you, man, I enjoyed the hell out of the first half. I if you were in that in that stadium, I just hope you appreciated what what that was all about because you got to see a shutout number one which rarely happens you got to see it against russell william wilson number two which is the greatest gift you can get on a sunday but number three the way that the game finished and what you saw in the celebration you guys were there for a historically great game and i don't want you to forget that um based on some of the headlines and everything else i read i know you guys enjoyed it so shout out to all you guys from the uk who made the venture over and uh partied your asses off like only uk fans can but
2: well starting at the top on the offensive side um the uh the rust on aaron Rodgers showed yes Uh, and 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 unfortunately he uh the 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 two really late throws to lazard uh when he was wide open kind of hurt in the third quarter the uh the screen to Jones, he had 10 yard line. He had nobody in front of him. Yeah. And the part the pass is way behind. On, you know, so Rogers is Rogers was just a little bit off.
0: Did it look like he was going deep on that one? Like it looked like body language was just going deep down the sideline. And then he just chucked it over to Aaron almost with a no looker. And a yeah, no, a that's, hops. that's, a, that's a different play. That was down on our end. Okay. I'm oh. talking about a scoring
2: play from the 10-yard line. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. and and Jones is running direct straight line to the end zone. Yeah. There's nobody there, and the ball's way behind him. It's probably a catch he should have made, but he had no chance to score if he did make it based yeah. on having to turn and stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, you know, he looked so devastating on those two screens. Uh, you know, I think they were both about 24 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, not having him, hopefully, for just a couple of weeks is going to hurt. Which, which brings up my, my trick question for the day. What is 5'11 and 220? <laughs> right. quell Armstead. Going to be coming up to the active roster on Sunday out of Temple. Mm. Be interesting. You know, you and I talked over the last couple of years uh, a fair, fair bit about Patrick Taylor. And yes. while I didn't really want to see him play this year, uh, and I'm still just horribly disappointed in Kylan Hill's decision to bring that kick out yeah. um, because having Changes him right everything. now, it does change everything. Mm-hmm. But it's Patrick Taylor time, and we love the guy. We, we don't mm-hmm. have a scat back anymore. You no. know, Taylor's a bruiser, and 5'11", 220 isn't a scat back either. <laughs> so um, we're, we're, we're talking about power football, bringing the beef. It'll mm-hmm. uh, be interesting to see
0: how this shakes out. Yes, yes. Welcome to winter in Lambeau, kids. Going to throw some thighs on you. Um, AJ, I mean, uh, we can't confuse this. Aaron Jones injury, MRI being out one to two weeks. You know, would you be surprised if he sat out through the bye week? I wouldn't. I would probably, you know how cautious I am. You know, with that luxury, why why screw around with a knee injury and, when we're going to the Super Bowl? So I, I would. You know, I would. you look at our team and the injury
2: situation we've dealt with all year long, mm-hmm. I would say it would be borderline malpractice. To even yeah. think about bringing him back until after the bye yeah. we do, we know now we got to get through minnesota and then at home against la mm-hmm. um let let the guys you know maybe that's a chance when jair uh, and, and excuse me uh zadarius smith and aaron jones and who knows what we're gonna get back but yeah you know again hate to keep beating a drum but the job that joe berry's done um with the injury situation in this league to be i mean we are playing we are playing as if we have everybody firing on all cylinders and we don't
0: yeah do you remember just a couple weeks ago when you were like i think jerry gray might be the better play caller and probably should have been the defensive coordinator do you remember when you said that you talked about that a lot
2: well we talked about jim leonard and jerry gray absolutely (laughs) being the defensive coordinator um yeah of course. It wasn't a couple of weeks ago. It was about six <laughs> months ago. But, you want to you
0: know. apologize to anybody right now? <laughs> no. I, I make no apologies. Uh, I, I Listen, um, quick segue. Don't forget the stock sales out there right now. I know Mel down in Australia found out that she could not get uh, stocks from a foreign land. So might be something, uh, you know, we can help her out with.
2: Sounds like a quick $90 million, huh?
0: Oh, gosh. You know, I don't understand. I don't understand the the, the Twitter. I mean, especially Bear fans, the fucking idiots who buy these stocks. You know, they're they're nothing. It's a paper. Where else do you find this in the sporting world? Where else do you find a club that doesn't ask the city that they're in to raise the taxes of the residents there that aren't using it but benefiting somehow from a real estate value increase? to pay higher taxes to fund stadiums and everything else. When you have the Green Bay Packers who voluntarily are putting up $300 million in in stock sales. And you're an incredible asshole if you think behind me, a Brett Favre picture wouldn't be honorably replaced with a certificate of ownership for the Green Bay Packers. So all Packer fans out there, get some, enjoy it. F the haters. Uh, We represent like no other franchise in the world, and uh, that's why people like the uh, UK Packer fans travel all the way over here just to see greatness in person. So get on it. A
2: couple more points about about Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Um, One, upon a rewatch several times, the uh, pick at the end uh, certainly looks to me like, as it was explained (laughs) after the game, was a throwaway. As he's releasing the ball, he gets a two hand push on his chest, turns his body 180 degrees. And that, otherwise, I think that ball's 10 yards above everyone in the end zone and the throwaway. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he was trying, um, mm-hmm. at least that was their explanation. And when you watch it, when you watch it, uh, re watch it, mm-hmm. he gets drilled um, as he's releasing the ball kind of hard. I think it just floated. Instead yeah. of getting that line, it floated back towards the middle because that's the way he was turned. Um, And the other thing I I, I just
0: uh, let's address that excuse you just made for Aaron Rodgers, because there's no headline saying that right now. And uh, I'm just I just want to mark it, edit it, clip it and post it as this being the first time somebody's really made that valid excuse for. I guess the question could be asked, though, Eric, why would you go out the back of the end zone when you got the sideline over there?
2: Because he was looking to make a play, and there was no play, he felt the pressure, he threw the ball away, he got hit as he threw it. That was actually not me, that was Aaron Rodgers that said that, so um, um, that's one thing. The other thing of of more uh, import to me is, as we saw it again, uh, this time not standing over Rodgers' prone body, but when are teams going to stop doing the belt when they make a good play at Lambeau Field? <laughs> it's going to come back and bite you. Everyone, you know, the 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 uh, the podcast <laughs> sphere is is has been talking about this for the last couple of days and and I just couldn't agree more. I was sitting with my friend Kim and I'm looking. I said he did the belt. Like I you know, when are they going to learn?
0: When yeah. are they going to learn? Yeah, they don't. They they won't learn. They don't want to learn. <clears throat> uh let's wrap this offense up by just talking about thunder thighs. You know what I mean? I mean, AJ Dillon's receptions are some of the greatest football I've seen all year. I love why when he gets the ball with just a little open space and gets the wheels burning, nobody wants to hit that guy. I mean, everybody's thinking twice going, oh shit, where am I going to hit this guy right now? Up top, down low, get run over. But he can't catch. He's a wasted second-round pick. I Listen, mean, man. You no, know, what was good at thinking drafting a bum like him? Dude, look at look at all the. So, so this is where no. It's all just fodder, right? It's all just the trolls out there who got you know no nuts that are just throwing out all, all these things out there that have no foresight in this. The second-round pick for a running back who can literally right now save our season by adding some consistency in just doing what he does within the offense. You know, he doesn't fumble often. Me knocking on wood. Let's hope uh, Patrick does the same thing. Two time. Um, forget but right. quell Armstead. Yeah. Well, if He's he ever sniffs the field, but I'm just saying I, AJ Dillon, this is what we, we talked about last year against the Titans when he busted out for 124 yards, you know, that when is his time going to come? We thought it was going to be earlier without re-signing Aaron Jones, but, man, it's been the best combo. And right now he's got a little solo stretch, and there couldn't be any more important games to beat up on than these next two teams in the Vikings and Rams. Yes, sir.
2: You know, somebody else I just want to take a quick minute to talk about. Among the more popular conversations of folks like us the last couple of weeks are – what the offensive line is going to look like when Doc David Bakhtiari comes back, how that's going to be set up. Mm-hmm. And so I would say the, the vast majority um, of opinions that I've listened to or read um, would have John Runyon sliding over and replacing Royce Newman at right guard. And so I paid special attention, uh, extra attention to Royce Newman this week. And I want to give a shout out, this is a rookie guy. I got to give a shout-out to him. I thought he played a fantastic game. Um, That guy gets downfield and blocks or tries to block quicker than just about anyone. And you got to remember, this guy is a mid-round rookie. Yeah. On one play, just to kind of uh, sort of evaluate a little bit the progress that he's made in in terms of understanding how things are done. He had to play in the third quarter with a stunt. And he blocked his man, took him out, saw the stunt coming, came over. Now, he's sliding laterally. The guy that was coming hit him hard enough to knock him backwards and onto his ass. And as the guy makes his move towards Aaron Rodgers, he stiff-armed him from sitting on his ass and stoned him enough to where the ball could get released. And I just said, you know what? This is a kid. This is a kid who's going to be a player for us for a long time. Mm -hmm. The effort, the smarts, the picking up the stunt. When I don't think he might have three weeks ago, I think he's also probably feeling a little bit of pressure with all the talk about him being replaced at right guard. But I just thought he played a great game. Um, yeah. I like to. Uh, uh, I like the progress uh, and the guys that we have in our room.
0: Yeah. I just want to know when the conversation of Elton Jenkins going out to right tackle is going to happen? Because
2: well, you mean the future left tackle of the Green Bay Packers? Well, yes. He... <laughs> I, I
0: mean, Bakhtiari, shut your face. Bakhtiari is going to be the left tackle for the next four years for sure. I, I just I, I think that right tackle because Billy Turner is going to unfortunately feels like he's going to be uh, not resigned just because of the money and because we're going to have two guards. We're going to have Royce and Runyon who are they're legit NFL guards, right? The rookie or the second year in a rookie that are only learning. Once you get Myers back, but I just—it seems to me like the flanks are strongest with Elton and Bakhtiari out there. I—I I don't know. Well, you're, you're coming around to that point of view. Well, that's wonderful. Well, I, to overload one left side, um, and to have now, who are you going to have on the right tackle? Who are you going to have on the right tackle after Billy's gone?
2: Well, it it, it would. Is it Ben Braden?
0: It. You know, is it, who else? No. Is
2: it, well, at right tackle, it would be the best all-around offensive lineman in the NFL. Elton Jenkins. Line, it has to be without right? a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. And adding to his lore, the greatest, the greatest Lambo leap ever. <laughs> oh my God! Did you see Elton Jenkins?
0: <laughs> that was ridiculous. That's a three
2: hundred pound dude. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Yeah. I bet you he can dunk, man. Anyway, that was fun. So I'm happy about the win. I'm happy that it was a slow churn. I loved the first half. I just thought uh, there's no mistaking that Seattle is a good team. And, frick, man, Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf had me scared in the way that we played them. Unbelievable. Couldn't be happier. But uh, we got to come back we got to come back and uh talk about the Minnesota Vikings on the next show dude
2: absolutely and let's not forget that they're division rivals rivals and you know they just hung 27 on the road they're going to be playing at home in a hatred game mm-hmm. it's a big game for us yeah it is um it after is. last night how scared of the LA Rams are you coming to Lambo
0: uh, well, I love the meme that's going around right now of Odell Beckham sitting on the sideline right now, and they got a little uh, a little shadow of Aaron Rodgers behind it, like, smiling like, uh. <laughs> "Hey, man, you make those choices, you live with them, and uh, he's gonna be fine out there in L.A." Don't don't make any mistake that th- that's all Odell Beckham's gonna offer that team. There, that's a that's a good team. They'll hit their stride again, but not as scared as we were. Four games ago, that's for sure. No, and we love Matthew Stafford,
2: but you know, again, I was I was reading the Milwaukee Journal this morning, um, taking a quick quick glance at, at who we face left. You know, mm-hmm. Stafford Cousins, Jared Goff. Yeah. Um it's uh it, it's it, we have we have a lot of winnable. Justin games. Fields, yeah. Justin Fields.
0: Well, I know uh, Kate is out there with she's a she's a big uh Matt Stafford stand I can't understand why um, she loves the Avalanche and the Packers and Matt Stafford I guess but uh, we're gonna put a can't whoop-ass on them for sure. Can't wait to talk about that game. But uh, coming up next is the Vikings. We're going to see if we can't get uh, our foreign exchange crew together again for another conversation because uh, we just had a great time. We love them. And uh going to have to have Jamie G's butt on this. I know I reached out to her on Twitter. We're going to get her and her co-host Andy at some point. Because, guys, you got to go follow them on Twitter. It's uh, If you're not already following it's, it's following Jamie, uh, it's it's silly not to, but her, her discussions after are fun. They're real bunch of cool people. So uh, shout out to those guys and uh, appreciate you guys listening, man. We are having fun. We're kind of back on track right now. Tuesdays and Fridays feel like the uh, doable schedule. We'll keep rocking on and uh, appreciate you following us on Twitter at Acme underscore army. Listening to us out there on uh, Google podcast, man, Google, we get some numbers off Google, man. I, I, I just always promote iTunes and Spotify and you know, everywhere else, but uh, appreciate everybody out there listening to us on Google. Make sure you hit that share button and message it to a friend who is a Packer fan and appreciate all the new listeners that have jumped on. Do the same thing, man. Share it with a friend. That's how we grow. That's how we get the word out. And we're always looking for somebody awesome out there to jump on the show and talk Packers with us. It's one of the best things we have about Twitter and the interactions on the Acme Army podcast. So everybody, appreciate you 100%. With that, Eric, take us out. Everybody got
2: to be enjoying this Victory Shutout Tuesday. The first in Russell Wilson's 150-game career. Boop, boop, boop. Bang zoom! Looking forward <laughs> to some positive news on Rashawn Gary. Hopefully, we'll get some uh, better information after tomorrow. <sighs> keep those yep. Enjoy the rest of your week and strap it on because it's the, the hated purple people eaters come on Sunday.
1: Ooh 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 ooh!
2: Big game! Big game! And with that, as always, go Pack go.
1: Strange as it might seem. Well, I get off of a lack of sanity. Mm. Running round in circles. Sure got a spring hold on me. Never know where to quit.